the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Welcome to episode 329 of New Zealand's longest running tech podcast. This is the Boys of Tech. This episode is for Tuesday. That was a, a, a long intro in, in one breath. Uh, this episode is for Tuesday, the 28th of April, 2015. My name is Edwin Herman, and I'm joined over a Skype connection by my co-host, Ben Sunko. Hi, Ed. How are you this morning? Uh, yeah, I'm Chris. So you, uh, you've had a good, uh, it was a long weekend here in New Zealand? Yes, I had a, um, had a very busy weekend. I was uh, putting a roof up over a deck. Oh, how'd you get on? Really good. Got um, Basically got everything done that I wanted to. Um, used up all the wood that I had there and didn't have quite as much leftover roofing iron as I thought, but put it all down and yeah, it's good. And uh, how many of there were you to, to get this roof uh-huh. up? Must have been eight of us crawling over the place. Yeah, it was good. Well, that does sound like a, a very busy weekend. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I, I guess it was Anzac weekend as well. Being a New Zealand-based podcast, we should really mention that, I suppose. Oh, yeah, I guess, I guess. Uh, yep. So yeah. it was Anzac weekend? Yep, sweet. Yeah. Now, first story. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, look, let's get straight into the stories then, because there's not a lot for this show, but I do want to talk about uh, three things. First of all, Swiss Post is going to set up mail delivery by drone, or at least test it. Oh, yeah. that's mm. kind of cool. Yeah, now this would be the first large-scale deployment in the developed world. They're using drones that can deliver packages up to one kilo at a distance of 20 kilometers in a single charge. Now, being Switzerland, I wonder what the height it can deliver to. That would probably ah, be yes. important. Um, yeah. Because obviously, the higher up you get, the thinner the air, the harder the the um, copter or whatever the drone would have to be working to get enough downforce to lift itself up. That's a very good question. Mm. Can you can you get deliveries up there in the Alps? Well, the thing is, I you know what I, I when I first read story, I, I've seen a few stories like this, and when I first read them, I think, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I think a little bit further, and I realise, you know what? I don't think it's inconceivable that we can get drone deliveries for mail as a regular thing at least in the uh, highly den- you know in the densely populated areas see i'd almost argue you're better off having it in the less densely populated areas um because in the densely populated areas you're going to make more sense for high volume high traffic lots of people but as soon as you're getting into more remote it's going to make more sense to send a drone off 20k down the road to deliver to one person well, I, yeah i was just going to say back. i was just going to say it depends what you mean by um how far how remote you mean because i mean if you're looking at a range of 20 kilometers that doesn't go very far you don't really get to rural new zealand from the nearest post uh depot no but if i mean if i think about my place i'm pretty remote out in the country um that's about 16k away from Levin. that sort of delivery would make sense oh yeah okay yeah huh? granted 
Yep. Yeah, so you're, you're close to a centre, but you're also, you know, further away at the same time. Yeah, that's true. And th- as you say, th- th- those areas have typically been uneconomical to, you know, to service. And depending on how automated it is, it would be pretty cool that a, like a truck drives along a road and as the drones get into um, into distance of the house, they just launch off the back of the truck and then the truck goes all the way to the end of the route, turns around and then the drones just come back and park back in the truck. Yeah, now that would be cool. That would be very cool because I was originally thinking the drones would have to go right back to the depot but you could have... Uh, mobile depot. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And that yeah. could be a driverless vehicle eventually. Yeah, that would be so cool. Or it could even be like a little, a bigger helicopter or a bigger drone. A oh, yeah, bigger drone. Like a mothership. Yeah, and they detach from the, oh man, <laughs> we've got to start a, deliver, a drone delivery service. <laughs> well, that would be cool just to play with the uh, technology. Uh, but you see, now others have tried this uh, similar attempt. Uh, Amazon w- was one of the notable ones, but there's been a lot around the world. Many, many have tried this. And uh, where they fail is with regulations, with uh, aviation regulations. So in Switzerland, they've managed to, they've been given the green light at least to run these trials. And uh, at the end of the trial, they're going to evaluate the service and uh, see whether they want to continue with it. Um, hopefully it works. Yeah. I'd, the only thing, though, that I do wonder, and I think was it, you, made it, you may have made a similar comment in a, in a recent podcast, do you think this might lead to drone hunters? Um, you know, capture the drone hunt, and get the... Yeah. Hunting them for what? For their payload. The, the payload? Yeah, mm. the payload. It's only a kilo. I mean... Yeah, but it could be something worth, it could be a, a digital camera in there that you've ordered. Like a kilo of Coke, maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but really, in a, ki- a kilo, if you think about all the things you buy over the internet, or not even over the internet, just that you place orders for, however you place them, that arrive by mail, you know, there's yeah. a lot of stuff. All, all your electronics. Well, some electronics. Well, uh, a lot. Only, but- only, your, only your handheld devices, essentially. Um, I mean, is it what a tablet, including packaging, be under a kilo? Yeah, it'd be less than a kilo. Absolutely, They're only about four hundred grams. Add a bit of packaging, six hundred and fifty grams, maybe. Mm. No, you'd you'd get those. No sweet. So, the, my question is, if this was rolled out as b- business as usual, do you think we're going to see a new type of crime, drone like drone hunting? I've coined that phrase. I don't know if it may exist already, but I've I sort of made up that term, where people go and find these drones, preferably away from their place of residence, because then it's kind of obvious from the GPS recording of you know uh, data of you know where the attacker you know is. But if you follow this drone, or if you're just hanging around the street and you see these drones uh, delivering on the street that's not your street, you might want to you know be tempted to capture one or capture or you know down it to get the payload so you'd like digitally shoot it down or what would you i mean i guess there's a number of things i mean you could brute force shoot you know shoot it with something like a a, maybe a bb gun but then you run the risk of breaking whatever it is you're trying to get uh that yeah that's true or you could get uh, a net a a net that flies off a you know what do you call those things where you looks like a a gun but you shoot it and a, a net shoots out yeah, neck gunners. I don't know. Whatever they call yeah. Whatever they call those things, uh, depending on the height of the drone. Um, I don't know. Maybe digitally with interference or with fake uh, GPS uh, transmitter. Oh, that'd be quite neat. Yeah, people uh, at KiwiCon will probably get it down. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, 
Anyway, there's my question. Will it give rise to a new crime called drone hunting? Mm, maybe. You could breed your like wild drones. Um, oh, yeah, you could build a drone to go and get... drones. Yeah, to get male drones and then, steal, and then steal a package off them and take it to your house. And then with the drone that you steal, you could like break up and then use that to make other drones and... <laughs> You're like Mad Max of the drone delivery service. Oh, man, we could have a lot of fun speculating. Anyway, let's see how it goes over the next few months with the Swiss trial. We'll keep an eye on that. Good news also from Oracle. Raspberry Pi and Oracle Academy are giving away a 1,000 Raspberry Pi kits, which have been put together for children at schools to develop weather stations uh, and the idea, in case you're wondering what's Oracle got to do with this, well, the database uh, behind this thing is uh, is an Oracle database. And also there's the Java programming uh, platform as well that the kids Which will database? be using. MySQL or actual well, or- Oracle? Oracle. Oh, well, oh, oh yeah, MySQL. that's right. They own my MySQL now. So I'm assuming they'll be using MySQL as opposed to like a full Oracle stack, which is uh, not very sort of Raspberry Pi friendly. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. I'd forgotten about the MySQL. In any event, uh, they're giving away a 1,000 of these. Uh, Unfortunately, they have been oversubscribed, so they're going to have to find a way of sort of divvying them up against the schools that have applied. Well, they're probably fairly cheap, and I'm sure they'd open up, you know, um, sponsorship versions or other stuff as well. Yeah, they schools who miss out can actually buy, you know, purchase their own. Uh, they're aiming to get the cost down to less than a hundred pounds per kit. Um, so anyway, the idea is that these children at school will be building weather stations that gather data and upload the data to websites that they also build as a way to get kids into programming and IT. Cool. I mean, that was one of the goals of the Raspberry Pi, and I think it's a fantastic. It's a fantastic thing. We need more people learning these skills. Oh, totally. And it's, uh, I think- especially now with the abstraction that we're getting between, um, you know, between the actual sort of hardware virtualization, software. You know, people are getting more specialized. Um, instead of being the IT guy that knows everything about everything, you tend to get uh, you know a bunch of people, and each one specializes in one area. So, the more diversification of skills we can create, the better. I think. And I think it's a great way to introduce young people to to this field, isn't it? Yeah, mm. definitely. So good on you, uh, Oracle Academy and Raspberry Pi, the company as well. The, well, Raspberry Pi Foundation. And lastly, just for a bit of fun, someone has bothered to, I was going to say calculate, but I guess it, it's perhaps better to say estimate, how much paper would it take to print the entire internet? So the- <laughs> Wow. Ed, you know you can't chuck out a statement like that with me here. I know. Define the internet. I know. But, you know. The snapshot of the internet at a given point in time. What? Do you include the internet archives, which are supposedly archiving the whole internet at a snapshot in time? So it's an uh, an exponential growth ratio? Like, what are we talking about? Well, look, there's some assumptions here. And I, I guess I, I don't know them all. But you can imagine it. It would mean publicly accessible pages that are not meta pages, such as not search engine results or, uh, you know, the Internet Archive, etc., etc. Now, I don't know if that's what they've assumed, but that's what I would do if I was doing this. In any event, whatever it is, however they've defined it, they've come up with a figure. 136 billion sheets of A4 paper. 
Yeah, okay. I came out with six hundred and ninety-two billion, but I guess my calculation was different. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know, I know what you're saying. I know, but here's the thing, though, Ben. Whether it's one hundred and thirty-six or six hundred ninety-two, the point is, it's it. I think it goes to show that there is a lot of information out there, a lot. Uh, you, do you know? Look, if you, did we not? Did we not know that? Well, yeah, but well, that's a good po- uh, point as well. Yeah, it's as if we didn't know that. But here's the thing, though: if you put all these sheets in a in a huge stack, the stack would be a little bit more than the diameter of the Earth. So where would we have got? How many stacks of paper exist in the world right now? Uh, oh, I don't know. You've uh, how many print toners would it take to print them? Uh, that's what the next calculation is going to be, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'd be more interested in looking at the actual mathematics than in the results that they give. But do you know what, though? You know how much, how many trees would be required to to make that much paper? Sixteen million. Now it sounds like a lot, but it's only a small. No, but it, it doesn't sound like a lot, doesn't it? No, sixteen million doesn't sound like that much. A million trees is a lot of trees. But having said that, it is only a small fraction of the 400 billion trees that make up the Amazon rainforest, and that's just the Amazon rainforest. So would Amazon.com be printing it out? Oh, get out of here. Right. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to end the show there, Ben. This story is not getting anywhere with you. I can see that. You're doing your very best to to prevent the story from from going anywhere. You're, You're not impressed by the figures, are you? Uh, no, like I said, I'd be more impressed by just looking at the actual mathematics behind it, just seeing what assumptions they've made, what rules they've made, how they've calculated things, that kind of stuff. Well, it is, uh, they published this in a peer-reviewed journal. These these are University of Leicester students that have uh, done this. Oh, right. uh, they've, they've they, published- they, they didn't mm. print it out and count it, did they? I don't think that was their method, no. Okay, good. <laughs> And they've published it in a um, look. I I've only on, on the internet, which now oh, oh they have to add one. Yeah, you have to add one. Yeah, add one or two pages. Actually, it's a two-page paper. Uh, I've just briefly skimmed through it. I haven't gone through. Well, look, yeah, you can cool. go through. You can read the whole thing if you like. It's actually not a very long read. How about how about this? How about we put a link to the uh, to the publication on the internet on on our on the Boys of Tech website in, in our show notes. Oh, can you do that? Oh, you can. I will do that. Wow, it's amazing. Amazing <laughs> what you can do these days. <laughs> but just if a listener wants to, because look, you're not the only one to say, well, how did, how, you know, how do they calculate what the internet is? Is it search engine results? Is it internet archive? Is it only live pages? Is it intranet as well? What is the internet? Is it dynamic content or is that counted as one? Hey, let's not get silly. I didn't say intranets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to end the show there, Ben. I want to thank you very much. for. I think I want to thank you very much for co-hosting episode 329. I'm sure you want to thank me, Ed, and you're welcome. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll do it again another time. Uh, have yourselves a great rest of your week, and, uh, yeah, see you the other side of the weekend. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.